This is a podcast from Minute Media. Jackpot, baby. Raiders fan radio. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop it up, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! Love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle, intercepted to the piano at the 50, high running down, Houston football, and I think Houston victory. The Raiders have scored on the most famous, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. You are listening live to Raiders Fan Radio, hosted by Murph, Uncle Mosh, and Swag Jeff. Take it away, guys. Why, thank you, Brent Musburger, and what is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for uh, another what we trust will be a fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio, episode number 222 of Raiders Fan Radio, coming to you live from uh, the palatial Murph's Fan Cave Studios, otherwise known as my bonus room. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, so this is going to be an interesting show tonight because it's, uh, as Pastor says every once in a while, it's just us-ins. It's, it's just us. It's just there's it literally Mosh is just us. So without further ado, let me welcome the man that adorns the Western Annex of the Murphs Fan Cave Desk, the legendary Uncle Mosh. Well, I just like to say thank you for getting all lexophonic earlier with the large words. Hey, you're welcome. And uh <laughs> it's a quick show tonight. Good night, everybody. For your old Uncle Mosh, this is no. Uh, hey, hey, it literally, but it's, this is so old school. This is so you and me without the computers, without the lights, without the cameras, without all that. They are on, but we're not paying attention to them because they're not working because we're not live. It's confusing, man. It's like thinking about black holes. It makes me crazy. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the kind yet the game. You know, that other ones that makes my head hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do that because I done drank one of these and uh, my head already hurts. (laughs) Tell them why we're going early. So we're doing it because we we recorded this just before the normal broadcast time. But uh, normally on on show nights, we run pretty late. So uh, we got a plane to catch early in the morning. We got to get up at like 4 a.m. because we're headed to Vegas. So we've got a lot, a lot of cool stuff going on this weekend in Vegas. Uh, And so... uh, that doesn't let's see let me back up let me, let me let me get to the show proper stuff let me do the housekeeping and then i'll get to it okay okay episode number 222 raiders fan radio we appreciate everybody joining us uh on the youtubes everybody that's in the chat room live you can check out the show every wednesday at 4 p.m pacific 7 p.m eastern and uh and jump in there with the best of raider nation at youtube.com slash raiders fan radio and you can also subscribe to the podcast so if you're listening via uh, fan-sided or just blog, baby, uh, please do us a favor and go to your favorite podcast provider and uh, just type in Raiders Fan Radio and, and uh, subscribe to the show there. Throw us a review if, you're, if you'd be so kind. And, uh, and we appreciate those folks, and we appreciate our newfound partnership 
uh, with Just Blog Baby and, and Fansided for sure. Um, so as I mentioned, this is episode number 222 of Raiders Fan Radio. And normally, um, my best friend Swag Jeff takes our episode number and ties it back to something significant within Raider Nation. But in Swago's absence, it's my job. So I'm uh, happy to... Uh, uh, to come today to you with episode number 222. Before you do that, yes. let me explain to them why Swaggo's not here. Well, I'm going to get to the whole Vegas thing. It was just okay. to say. I was just going to. Okay, Thunder Stealer. Hang on. Oh, King of Thunder Steals. I'm right in the middle of the bit. When I get done with the bit, we can talk about we're gonna talk about Vegas a whole bunch. Oh, okay. my gosh. All right. <laughs> wow. Captain Piss on my parade over there. Pickle headache. <laughs> all right, so episode number 222. So I take something. I'm going to take a, a... God dang, I'm all over the place now. 222. Why is it <laughs> We got to quit chugging gotta, caffeine before quit, we show. Quit chugging bang drinks before we go. Yeah, and doing it in like at a weird time of day and everything. Like, I know, right? This is all... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're thrown. Okay. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll do our best, I promise. All right, so... Uh, so take something significant within Raider Nation and tie it back to the episode number. And so 222. Uh... I've got for you a man that played for the Raiders from 1970 to uh, uh, to 1972 and then returned to the Raiders in 78 after a stint with Baltimore and finished out his career uh, in 1981. So collectively, he had seven years with the Raiders. And uh, in terms of points scored, he scored 222 points at the tight end position Talk about the great Raymond Chester. Wow. I, I didn't realize he left after those first two years. Yeah, three. So he's 70, 71, 72. Oh, right? oh wow. So, so he, he left huh, after that. Yeah, which is strange. But, you know, when I was thinking about it, and, and I, I picked Ray Chester because we met him at the Blitnikoff right, Foundation right, right. dinner last year, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, but the, the run of tight ends for the Raiders, so you had Ray Chester, then you had Casper come in, and Casper and Chester, they played uh, two years together, but then Casper got traded to the Oilers. It, in the trade that brought Howie Long to the, uh, to the Raiders. Oh, because of the draft pick. Because of the draft You're pick. You're right. Casper left, and, and I got that off of our buddy who does... Rich Smelter. Rich Smelter, which... You got to listen to those two back to back. The one about twos and the one about Howie Long. How how just unilateral their their stuff was. It was amazing. But I didn't realize that that's how we got Howie Long was in the Casper trade. On the Casper trade. That's how we ended up crazy. with that pick. I know. Isn't that cool? So yeah. So then you went. But then uh, so Casper gets traded, and but then here comes Todd Christensen. So we had like Ray Chester, Dave Casper, and Christensen. Like back to back, back to, to back, back. and their oh. and their careers all kind of interwove with each other. I mean, fascinating. I mean, We're, so we never had all three of them at the same time. No, never all three. It was either one or two of, of them at the wow. same time. Yeah, that's cool. And so, uh, so yeah, so really cool. So I didn't realize this either, and this is why I like like doing these segments uh, or when or hearing what Jeff does. It Ray Chester was Pro Bowler's first three years in the league was Rookie of the Year. He had scored. Uh, Seven touchdowns back to back his first two years, and then eight in that third year before getting traded. And then as soon as he came back to the Raiders, um, he only had two touchdowns that first year, but then he had eight again the next year. Like the dude, like way prolific. So with I, I, I now's when I just want to channel my inner Al Davis because I'm like, 
what lucrative trade could you have made to get rid of that guy after after year three? Oh, you know, yeah, why, yeah, why yeah. I don't he, know. I don't know why. Was, got... it, was it one of those n- no players bigger than the organization, or because you don't think of Chester as a as an overly egotistic kind of guy? No, so super it, humble, that, cool. That's dude. what I'm yeah. saying. So I wonder, I wonder what he got in that. You know, I, we, that's that would be a black hole worth digging into. Yeah, for I might sure. to, Yeah, I might dig like, into that. Why was Tre- Chester traded? And then, of course, he was always welcomed back with open arms, like so many. Others have done absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That you know what? Hopefully, I'll tell you what. <laughs> we might ask. We might, him. <laughs> we're gonna have to freaking ask him because. Uh, so, so here's what we got coming on the, coming on this weekend. So we are headed to Vegas. Mosh and I are headed there. As Mosh mentioned, Swag Jeff is already there. Uh, he and his lovely wife Chris left this morning. Uh, Jeff sent us that picture right there. Can you, it's a little, little blurry there, but. Um, uh, if you, usually, if you derp to the brightness down, then that then it works when you show the camera. Oh, that's I, I need Swaggy to do that for me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so he and his lovely wife Chris are, are are there in Vegas now. We're leaving first thing in the morning. Mosh and I got to get up at like four a.m. Uh, to head out, and uh, so we got a lot going on this weekend. So um, so we're headed out tomorrow, and then on Friday. We're going to go to the uh, Blitnikoff Foundation annual Crab Fest dinner. Uh, so we are really excited to do that. Um, we're going to present our check for $4,000 that is uh, on behalf of you all. Uh, and we're going to make sure that we make that perfectly clear that that is based on the, uh, the support and the amazing generosity of the listeners of Raiders Fan Radio. We thank you very, very much. Uh, and so we're going to present that check. And then we're also going to bro- be broadcasting live. So... Uh, you know, we started our foundation, the One Nation Foundation, with our buddy Raider Cody. And uh, so uh, Raider Cody and I are going to host a live broadcast from the Bolitnikoff Foundation dinner. And it's going to broadcast out to our YouTube channel and Cody's YouTube channel. So it'll be simultaneously uh, broadcast to both. And then we're going to be taking like Super Chat donations on our channel to build for next year's donation to the Bolitnikoff awesome. Foundation dinner. Um, also, Angela was so incredibly kind to offer a very long list of names of folks that would be available to us for interviews. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a couple of extra mics set up at our broadcast station there, and then hopefully um, we'll have players coming through, former players, Raider greats, anybody that that you and Swag Jeff can get a hold of to bring over to our table, we want to have an opportunity to interview those and those folks. And, and again, like Ray Chester was, was, uh, was on the list, but many greats, Phil Villapiano, uh, Daryl LaMonica, Rod Woodson. I mean, like so many legendary Raiders uh, on that list. And uh, so we hope to get the opportunity to, to, to talk to some of you, them. You and I uh, on Sunday were like, we, during halftime, we were fanboying over the idea of LaMonica. I mean, oh. we went down the dang rabbit hole. Went down the we rabbit hole. We went down the internet highlights. rabbit yeah. hole watching his highlights. And even after the game, we stayed for hours looking at all this. I mean, geez, if Raider Nation, if you don't know the story about LaMonica, just look up, just Google Daryl LaMonica highlight reel, the Mad Bomber highlight reel. I mean, just do it. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. 81 yards in the air, touch, you know, touchdown passes. I mean, stuff like that. Phenomenal, phenomenal arm on this guy. Unbelievable. Imagine if he would have played in Denver. Oh, my gosh. He'd have been thrown from the end zone to the other end zone. Well, I love it, too. Mosh and I were talking about it that, you know, unfortunately in this, and I'm not taking a shot at young people, but unfortunately in this era of social media and whatnot, 
people get a real short memory. Like, like there's a lot of history that happened before the iPhone. And, and so when, when you see posts or people referring to like, you know, recent era players or even current players in terms of like, Oh, there's the biggest arm ever or the biggest yeah, this or the yeah, most yeah. that or whatever. I saw a, a tweet today on, from PFF asking what running backs you would want in their prime. And it's like, yes, it's Barry Sanders is on there, but it's like Jamal Charles, Derek Henry, like these, like these, like recent play, no Walter Payton, no Jim Brown. I'm like, how do you even assemble a, a question like that? I, I'm sorry. This not is not reg- popular, but give me OJ Simpson any day. Right. Like, you know, I, absolutely. Oh like, my gosh. In terms he, of on the field. Yes. If yes. he'd have been with anybody else, but freaking Buffalo. Holy mackerel. That's what I'm saying. So like it's it's people get to be such prisoners of recency. But anyway, yes, yes. If you want to see good. a prisoners of recency, I like you know, that's really on, good. That's all that caffeine. I, I wrote turns, that down in terms of vocabulary. Um, but yeah, when you go watch Lamonica highlights, he throws the ball just as far than than any of the biggest arms you could ever think of. The guys, like Mosh said, he's literally like one of them. We tallied up. It was like 70-some-odd yards in the air to Warren Wells. Like, And Bolitnikoff catches a ton of those. Bolitnikoff was like always like, you know, historically referred to as like the route runner and the guy with the great hands and all that stuff. He was fast once upon a time, too. Dude. He wasn't known to be fast, but there's a lot of those deep balls they're going to freaking Belenikov. It's it's we had so much fun doing that. It's it's great. Anyway, so hopefully we'll get a chance to interview uh, the great Daryl Lamonica as well. Uh, yeah, just stand by. I I would read you the full list of names, but I don't want to get our hopes up around anybody because we don't know who we're going to we see or whatever. Um, but anyways, and then uh, so that's Friday. So then Saturday um, we got an appearance at the Greater Youth Sports Association event, and then I'll be doing. Cody's pregame show again simul uh, casting to both of our YouTube channels so watch for that on Saturday then Sunday we've got our postgame show with Cody same thing going out to both channels and we're going to be at the watch party at the Sahara Las Vegas so definitely check us out there support us there and then following that when we come home we're not going to do a show next week you're going to have all the content in the world from us. You're probably going to get sick of seeing us over the weekend. Right. Uh, and, and frankly, we're going to need a, a rest day. So uh, so no show next week, uh, but, but watch for us. Plenty of content coming on the channel. Thank you very much to everybody that supports us each and every week. Uncle Moss, let's do some contact info and then uh, start the show. Hey, Raider Nation, you've got your old Uncle Mosh here with an updated contact info. So sit up, zip up, shut up, and pay attention. You can call us at 909-345-3346, or as Murph would say, 909-345-3346. How about emailing me? You want to email me? Email me at show at radio.com. What email me? Or what about reaching out to us on some of that social media stuff Swaggy likes? Try Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. The Twit at Twitter at Raiders Fan Radio. Insta something. Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. The Tiki Tiki Taki Tak. TikTok at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about the Twitch? Some of you out there twitching. Anyway, Twitch at Raiders Fan Radio. Or if you don't like that, go to the YouTube. America, go to the YouTube. 
YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Oh my God, if that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough, go to your podcast provider and search Raiders Fan Radio. Holy crap, that was a lot. Good. Good. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into this episode of Raiders Fan Radio. Um, uh, or not, because I forgot I got to say one more thing. Check out also the other show that's on our network. That's uh, Uncle Mosh mentioned it. Uh, our good buddy Rich Schmelter and fantastic couple episodes lately about Howie Long and about John Matuzak. The new one that's out is Cliff Branch. Oh. Cliff Branch from Trackstar uh, to future Hall of Famer. Uh, so definitely go out there and, and check that out. That's on the channel, and it gets released on Wednesdays just before uh, the show does. So these are, these are 10-minute blurbs, and you get so much in 10 minutes. And it's like, it's like Rich, it's like your big brother telling you something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's 10 minutes. He's, he, just, he gives you the information. There's no excuse to not listen to these. It's it's unbelievable the stuff. I, I called you and I go, did you know that Howie Long and Matuzak both won and set state records in the shot put in discus in high school? You know because I never knew that. But and and there's so much about how their careers you know went side by side and and of course Al Zado who I'm starting to be You're coming one around on coming yeah. around big time big time you know he took howie under his wing absolutely you know there's i mean there's so much in these shows and it's 9 or 10 minutes they, I don't think any of them have ever gone over 11. I don't think so, no. And it, like you said, they're packed with information. And I just love it. Like, you could tell he's an author. Yeah. Because he's basically reading to you, but it doesn't sound like he's... No. But it's not like a like he's dictating a thing. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes when you hear somebody read on a podcast, right, right. like, it sounds real stale and stiff, but then not at all. Like, the way that he... It almost... And this is what... Actually, when, we, when I first talked to him about this, uh, about putting a show together, I said, you know what, Rich? I said, what about, like, an audio book? Because he was trying to like kick around some ideas to get his content out there. And I go, well, I go, you're such a great author. I go, what about doing like an audio book? And I guess effectively that's what he's doing is that he's writing a little chapter on these players and then he's reading it to you. And it's freaking, I love it. Yeah. I, it's awesome. It's, 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 it's definitely something I don't miss. It's just, you know, and I listen to him over and over because it's like, you know, when you're, especially when you're driving and you're like, Oh man, what did he just say? And you know, and you don't want to hit the back button, so I'll go back and I'll listen to it again. You know, or somebody'll say something to me because I've been talking about the the twos and the and the Howie Long one um to a lot of people that mostly don't want to hear about it. But anyway, <laughs> and 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 then I go, "Oh yeah, I should go check on that." You know, and I'll go back and I'll listen. it's 10 minutes out of my life. It's 10 you know? minutes. Yeah. yeah, good uh, stuff. Good stuff. So appreciate Rich a lot and uh, for the amazing content that he's given to the channel. Thank you very, very much. All right, so um, uh, so before we get going uh, on on the show proper, let's. I, I do want to bring a little bit of humanity into this, uh, and I, I, I hate to uh, share uh, the news, but um, Allison King, who we uh, we uh, contributed to yes. her uh, cancer battle earlier in the year, uh, passed away this last. Oh, I'm week. so sorry to hear yeah, that. Absolutely. So. Um, uh, condolences to the King family, obviously. Uh, Kenny King, so Kenny King Sr., of course, was a Super Bowl hero for the Raiders in Super Bowl 15. Um, so this is his, his, his wife, uh, Kenny King Jr., who we've become friends with, his mom. And so um, we're sad to hear that. So, again, condolences to the family. And we know and, uh, Kenny from, from the podcast world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, uh, you know, 
uh, prayers up for the family, and we're definitely thinking about you, bu- uh, brother. And uh, man, just that's that's always tough news to hear, and uh, and sorry for the loss. Um, one more, uh, our buddy Ramon. Um, so I mentioned last week we found out live on the show that uh, Ramon had a pretty significant uh, health thing in his life and ended up in the hospital. He's still there. Uh, he's still there, and I don't know how freely I can talk about what's going on, but I'll just tell you this. It's not COVID-related. It's not self-inflicted. It's not uh, an accident. Um, this was a thing that, that that happened to him. He's facing a pretty daunting surgery, I think, tomorrow. And uh, But, I mean, prognosis is good, and he's making uh, some progress. And so just, uh, you know, uh, if you're inclined to do so, throw some prayers up for the man. Uh, if not, just send him some good vibes and positive thoughts. And, uh, Ramon, we love you, man. And just know that uh, us here in a fan cave, a Raiders fan radio, uh, we always got your back, and, and uh, we, we, uh, we're, we're thinking about you a lot. And, uh, you know, if you want to know who Ramon is, all you got to do is watch our opening video. He's the guy with the freaking the Raider shield on his bicep and made men written underneath it. He was the guy, mm-hmm. first guy ever to get uh, RFR ink. And so we, uh, we appreciate him and respect him and, and uh, know that he's going he's gonna to kick this thing's ass. Yep, and we know that's, that's definitely going to happen. All right, um, so... Let's start with some respect. So we always hear at the top of the show, we don't give props, we don't give shout-outs, we just like to do respect. respect. And so we're going to, like, this respect is going to be, like, pretty much the whole freaking show because we're going to respect the Raiders in our respect. Thank you. I was just going to ask you about that. So first off, I want to respect Jesus Alvarez. And I want to respect Jesus because he sent an, an, an email, and Mosh is going to read it in a little bit when we get to the emails, but he sent an email and he said, hey, um, I'm an artist, and I want to contribute to your foundation by giving you a piece of my artwork that you can give away on the show. And I said, absolutely, please do. So he sent this. Look at this thing. It's freaking Hunter Renfro. For those on the audio podcast, it's an oil painting on a board, and it's Hunter Renfro, and it's so freaking cool. I'm like, this is this is how cool it is. When it very first showed up, when I unwrapped it, I was like, Oh my gosh, I got to keep that. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'll just give a donation to the foundation, but I, I, I want to honor uh, what he's done. So we'll auction this thing off uh, probably within the next few weeks. But I am going to get a print of that made for sure uh, so we can hang it up here in the fan cave because that thing is absolutely gorgeous. That An amazing artist there, Jesus. And thank you so very, very much for sending that in for the One Nation Foundation. All right, Mosh. We might get two prints of that made. <laughs> have one for the mosh cave sorry swag you're not here but yeah. <laughs> you're not here to claim one all right uncle mosh so listen so here uh in the respect segment let's just go ahead and respect the raiders man let's go ahead and get come into on, the, to the game conversation on. unbelievable performance in denver this past weekend you know we want to respect them all the entire organization of course starting at the top of mark davis but mayock basaccia Carr, Abram, Merrig, Max, Jacobs, uh, Kenyon Drake, Ruggs, like th- those Hobbs, guys. Everybody's name. Every- the new guys. Who's our new guys? Oh, Square and uh, 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 who's the other one we oh, like? It's, uh, oh, it's, it was spelled face on. Face on. Yes. Face on. Oh my god. Holy mackerel! Unbelievable the way they stepped up. <laughs> Unbelievable the way that look. And we've got a plenty of sound bites to get uh, get to y'all on this. But like we talked about it on our show that this was going to go one of two ways. That this, they were either going to fart and fall, and right, just, it was right. either going to be an absolute disaster, or they were going to galvanize, rally around each other. No one circles the wagons like the Las Vegas, Vegas Raiders. Raiders. So circle the freaking <laughs> wagons, and that's what they did. 
and they went into Denver and whipped their ass. Like, I know the score was only 10 points, but it was a bigger whipping than that. It was a much bigger beating than that. Right? And it was physical. I mean, again, we're going to hear a lot of the, the, the sound bites here, but Mosh, I mean, that was a blast to watch. And wasn't it like, we also talked about too, seizing back the narrative that like the media was running hard one direction about our team. Now they're not. We, we took it back. Now we are going to dictate, we being the Raiders, because of course we're, you know, high influential members of the of, of Raiders fan created well, content. Yes. Uh, but you know, like now we dictate to the media what they're going to talk about. They don't get to pick what they're going to say about us. Yes. So it started from the beginning. <clears throat> we got, of course, we lost the toss. The uh, the donkeys re- chose to uh, to receive in the second half. So we start the game with the ball. First play of the game is a pass. Rico's going crazy. He's <laughs> popping a top right there. Paul's going crazy. People all over the world are going crazy going, oh, John Gruden didn't run it up the middle. You know, I mean, we start to, we start with a pass, and then we throw a run. And then, and, then, and then we had another pass, and it goes, into, it goes off the sidelines way out, of, and you're going, ah, oh, Derek, ah, oh, Derek. And then I go, <laughs> I go, don't you start on Derek. Freaking rugs quit running. And then we showed back and it was like, oh, yeah, it wasn't Derek's fault. Derek did the right thing when he realized his receiver wasn't where he was supposed to be. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then we score. So it was within a couple of, within a couple of, uh, uh, of plays. My point is, is that it was, it was something new. It was different. It wasn't what we were used to. This whole year has been something new, something different, something what we weren't used to. And this was just one more thing to add to that. And we're like, wait, we're not losing? We're not giving up 21 points in the first quarter? Whoa. That was huge. Way to, like, to dictate, again, to dictate to the, to the, to the Broncos what we were going to do. We talked about it, that the Raiders had scored five points in the first quarter. Yep. That we yep. had a Carlson field goal, and we had Casey Hayward's freaking safety. Those are the only points that the Raiders have scored in the first quarter, and then they freaking come out and on the very first play of the game do this. Oh, wait. Ah, I had it. Here we go. Plays have been running plays. Where do they go on third and two? Carr looking to throw. Deep shot. Rooks is down there. And I think the announcer there with a statement drive. That's I mean, and you called it. You were like, "Boom, there it is." Yeah. Like that and the, and the, and it never stopped. It stayed that momentum the whole rest of the game. It it was this was the game that all of us with heart issues <laughs> <laughs> were able to put our meds aside and go back to drinking because we're like, "Okay, this one's not going to kill me." This one, win, lose, or draw, is going to be fun to watch because they we'd slug them. They'd come back. They'd try to get the fact that with the touchdown, not even with the extra point, we had scored more than we had in all the first quarters put together of the season up to this point. Man, it was it was a blast. It was so much fun to watch. So much fun to watch. And and you know, Henry Ruggs got it started and then never and never took his foot off. Um it, he, look, he's a dang blast to watch. And look, 
this isn't an I told you so moment or a we told you so moment. But look, everybody that was getting on him last year, we kept telling you. He was, he was drafted kind of as a developmental guy anyways. And typically with wide receivers, it takes them two or three years to start really get their feet. Like you can't compare them to the to the wide receiver class that he came in with because those guys are kind of all collectively doing unprecedented stuff. Well, now here comes Henry Ruggs, man. So last year uh, he had 26 receptions for 452 yards, two touchdowns on 43 targets in 13 games. Okay, this year in 2021, he's already got 20 receptions. 445 yards, two touchdowns on 32 targets in six games. He's gotten track to have a 1,000-yard season in year number two and probably score, you know, six or seven touchdowns. Like, freaking baller, man. Or not. Or not. Or they quit going to him for the next two or three games, just like we did in the beginning well, of the that's season. that's true, too. You know, that's what's awesome about having so many weapons. Quit throwing to him. Go back my, to Waller. It might be a Waller day or whatever. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Go back to Renfro. It, might be it a Renfro. doesn't matter. It or doesn't. Kenyon Drake. Or Kenyon, my new hero, Thank Drake. goodness. We, it's the reason that we drafted him was exactly what the Raiders did with him. And look, I don't know. I don't know if I totally buy into the, you know, John was holding us back, holding us back with his play calling, whatever. Like, I don't know. I, I'm, I understand what people's points are, and I think they're valid. Um, I just I don't know how much I bu- but look I'll tell you this what they did against the Broncos is everything that we suspected that they should have been doing based on the personnel that we had and whether that's Olsen or whether that's Carr or a collective between the two of them or whatever clearly something changed and it looked awful good because that the whole point of drafting Kenyon Drake was that we heard in the offseason well he's a route runner he's got great hands he's almost like a slot receiver playing running back blah 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 and we never saw it. But then what did we see on Sunday? Him On that one, it wasn't even like a traditional wheel route where you like roll out and go up the sideline. It was like a like a like like an out route, and was, then he turned it up. Yeah, and, yeah. But that was gorgeous. Like, what it was it, beautiful. And Derek, that freaking touch on the – Oh, man, that was cool, man. You know, when the, in, in five or ten years down the road when the narrative about this season is written, they're going to say – and, and – you don't have to even comment on this or correct me if you think I'm wrong because I personally don't care. <laughs> but what's going to happen is people are going to say John Gruden, right, wrong, or indifferent, however you think about him, started. He and Mayak started building this team, building for the future. They we started off with the, with a great one, two, three punch on our first three games. We lost that first game. That first game that we lost, it was a stinker. Everybody's entitled to have a stinker. The second game, there's no doubt in my mind, people are going to look back and they're going to go, the Raiders were distracted. The team knew what was happening. That, when we played the Bears. There's there's no doubt in anybody's mind that that was not the team that showed up and played against the Bears was not the team that, that... won the first three games of the season. The team that won the first three games of the season was the team that bounced back, recovered, and went and kicked the crap out of the donkeys in Mile High Stadium. Absolutely. And that's going to be the narrative of this season. Right on. And we may lose another game because everybody's entitled to a stinker, you know? But this team is a good team. And you take the you take the Bears game and the distraction out of it. We could end, you know, we could have possibly only have one loss on our hands at this yeah. point, you know, That's a great because point. It, all the all the 
all the crap and all the malign talk that was put against our O-line after the Bears game, there's a lot of guys on there who aren't old pro vets. Okay, there's a lot of youngsters on there, and maybe they don't quite know how to handle the adversity that came upon them 11 days ago. You know, I think and, that's a great point, Ross. I, yeah. Because guys, guys are still guys. You know, they're still they're still affected by their surroundings. They're still affected. I mean, for crying out loud, how many how many players have we had that have had babysitters? You know, and I'm I, for lack of better, but you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Like uh, somebody go with him because they got to keep right, him. Right, you right. know, and, and 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 that 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 whole the, the whole mental toughness of this game goes along with the physical toughness. And this was something that nobody expected. This man you love, Derek Carr, for instance, this man who's your next door neighbor has now retired. Uh, retired has <laughs> resigned. You know, under. Uh, disgraceful circumstances you know how you gonna how you gonna show you know you're gonna show poorly and I'm not saying excusing their play against Chicago because they are professionals but pros don't do the right thing all the time you know every everybody's everybody's affected by things differently absolutely so, well and anyway you, you know and to your point mosh and I, I I do agree with you um and to your point what uh, what position group is most dependent on chemistry, it's the offensive line. Absolutely. And so if the chemistry's off for whatever, if it's mentals or physicals or whatever that case may be, new personnel, the chemistry's off, chemistry's off because the communication is so valid there. You know, um, I, I, I forget who it was. Uh, I think it was Taylor, Taylor Lewan, And I'm glad he's healthy, by yes, the way. Yes, thank God that for that. Scary that was moment. scary. Um, he talked about that about like about sometimes as as outsiders, you know, as fans, we can overblow the whole chemistry thing at times. He said, but what's important is the communication. He says, he goes, it, it, we're this is the NFL, this is the pro level. If you're coming in to play right tackle, I know you can play. Now, how good can we all communicate up and down the line? That's the difference. So it's not so much that it's like. You know, yes, there's a difference in talent, all that kind of stuff. But like that whole idea of like, oh, the the line needs to gel, like it needs to be the same people all the time. He's like, that's not as as important. What it is important though is how we talk to each other. And so, yeah. So if you got for whatever reason you got something in your mentals and you're not communicating well, then you have a crap day Look, against the it, Bears, right? It, it was it was fresh, boom. All of a sudden, they know this. It, Something's happening. This is not good. This is not going to be. This is not going to be pretty. It's gonna. It's gonna end ugly. We've all had that. I've had a, a thousand days in my working career of fifty years where I've had to go to work with. <clears throat> excuse me. Whether it was when my mom was sick or whether you know uh, something was happening, something was happening in my personal life, and I'm supposed to go and do my job. And I'm a professional. I may not be a professional football player, but I'm a professional, and I have to do my job, and I don't do my job to 100%. Everybody has that. Nobody's life is perfect, okay? Uh, so there's I, – I kind of – I'm not giving them a pass, and I'm not giving them an excuse, but I understand what they went through. And, ah, you know, yeah, so it's yeah. there. I think it's and, fair. And, and, I, and I love the fact that they responded well, you know? 
That's the thing. That's that's always the key, right? And like, you know, I tell my boys all the time, like your character is not defined by the mistakes that you make. Your character is defined by what you do in response to those mistakes. And so if if the Raiders would have continued down that path, which is something we've seen them do before. Yep. Like when when adversity strikes, they just kind of slowly go downhill. But did they have leadership in a position at the point? Did they have the Mayock? Did they have the Basaccia? Did they have the persons that are the, the Derek... Who knows? We don't know who in that locker room. We don't know if it was Carl Nassib. You know, we don't who was who was. Uh, I, I, I'm saying that name because he was one of the 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 sex the the groups that were maligned by some of the things. Absolutely. We don't know if it was an African American player. We don't know if it was Derek Carr, who's Gruden's next door name, his boy. You know, we don't know who stepped up and said we as a group need to get beyond this. And somebody did somewhere because there was communication, there was execution, there was all the things that they had practiced since day one of training camp came to fruition on Sunday against the Donkeys. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I, I yes, I don't even want to tag it because you're dead on. I, I will do this, though, and I'm going to jump around a little bit on these audio okay, bikes here, Mosh. Because I think that this is a great way to, to really put a, an exclamation point on what you just said. So in the last episode of, um, of, of Bussin' with the Boys, shout out the boy, Will Compton, uh, he had a nice little segment on Coach Passaccia. Oh, okay, And so cool. I'm going to play that for you. And, and speaking of his leadership. Come on. Rich Passaccia. Dude, I, I can't, we can't talk about the... Gruden stuff about what went down with the Raiders and not talk about the boys being four and two, locking the fucking doors, dialing in and playing for each other because it was awesome to see those boys beat the shit out of Denver, especially after a week of adversity that, that they did have. And to speak on Coach Basaccia for a second, I am a Coach Basaccia fan, not because I want to still play for the Raiders. People joke with me on that. I would love to play for the Raiders again. But Coach Basaccia has more respect in that locker room than I've seen a coach have for a, a group of players. That's huge. And that is real. Our special teams meetings, I would get cussed out all the time because they would have meetings before the meetings, like a breakfast club of special teams, because all the special teams guys would go and sit in his office. They'd catch up about family stuff, stuff off the field. Obviously, you'd go over game plan stuff, um, but it was like a, a something that wasn't on the schedule would be like these little secret special teams meetings that they have all the time. And uh, just the respect that Coach Passaccia has, I can't speak on it enough. That dude is seriously a leader amongst players. Um, and he's all time, man. He's somebody that when Max came on, he texted me. I was like, hey, you're going to have Max. I heard Max. He's so fired up to come on your podcast. Remember the responsibility that you have as a leader sharing a story like this um, and make sure you take care of him. Because his story, his story is is it feels safe. It's something that he's going through right now. So essentially, like, don't do anything to harm him. He's so excited. Like, you have a big responsibility having him on. And he was somebody when I had that um I love when I did that little pre training camp like blog uh, about the undrafted guys, the gritty guys. Read this blog or whatever I did on Barstool last year. He was somebody that reached out to me and texted me about um, that article as well. He's just like. I'm just a big Coach Passaccia fan. I really am. And I know he loves those guys. I've actually heard he's gotten a little soft and a little more sentimental because he's like, he talks about memories and stuff because, you know, he's getting older now. Um, Careful. But he's one of those guys that like continues to have personal relationships, even when the guys are done playing for him. 
Dude, he's the best guy for this job right now, whether or not they keep him. I'm a believer in Coach Passaccia. Uh, he's got his little glasses that hang from his neck all the time. Easy. He's the fucking man, dude, and they should be stoked to have him, and he's more than capable of having that job. All the fans should be at ease. They should be fired the fuck up about it. I know the players are. They obviously perform very well with him, for him, for each other. Um, you know, in light of all the shit that came out, the unfortunate stuff that, that came to light, but... That's my spiel on the Raider Nation, bro. They should be stoked. They should be stoked to have him. Isn't that cool? And we are. We are. I, I, look, I know we're only one game into this thing, and not to get uh, you know too far ahead of ourselves, but I don't see any reason why, if they continue on any level of success for the rest of this season, that he isn't our head coach uh, going into the 2022 season. I, and I think it would be certainly welcome. Um, all right, let's get into some more of these sound bites. Let's uh, let's check in with. Uh, since we're doing kind of uh, post-game stuff here, let's check in with uh, with Derek Carr. So, again, speaking of the leadership and kind of speaking about, like, what happened uh, not only on the field but in the locker room before oh, the good. game. You know, we had to step up and be a voice, you know. And uh, we had to step up and be a voice, Oops. you know. And uh, and it's fair to think that way, obviously, with everything that's going on. Um, um, again, no, there will be a time for the emotions of all of that, uh, but now is not the time. You know, we have time. We um, if anything, what this did is brought us really, it for sure brought us closer um, with talking with the guys and meetings and all that kind of stuff. Um, proud of where we're at uh, and glad uh, for our organization to get a win. You know, we needed a win bad uh, this week. Um, you know, sometimes when you get punched in the gut, it's hard to bounce back, but we were able to do it. So um, we definitely needed it. We got one and it, it definitely feels good. I love that, man. It's again, they, 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 it brought unity to the team. Mm-hmm. We're like, the last time we saw the team get nailed with adversity like this, and we talked about it going in it like, uh-oh. Like, before we knew about the Gruden thing, but when we, or we, or we kind of kind of knew what was going on, I guess, uh, at the time of that Chicago game, we were like, uh-oh, this is 2017 all over again. Like, mm-hmm. something's gone on. Like, this locker room is divided. They're, quote, distracted, whatever, whatever. That's not what's going on now. Like, it's, and it's so refreshing to see the way that the team responded. I mean, even if they lose next week, like to know that they did this in the moment, that it galvanized them and unified them, I think is fantastic. Um, let's get to another uh, post-game comment. Let's check in on the other side of the ball. Freaking Max. Come man. on, Max. God dang, he had a great game. He's a, a beast. And we're going to hear from Baldy on, on, on Max here in a second too. But let's check in with, uh, with Max post-game with NFL Network. How would you describe the way you responded? Um, you know, I talk about it all the time. You know, this team, top to bottom, is resilient. Um, we have great character in the locker room. Um, we have guys who love football. And at the end of the day, like I said, like no matter what's going on, we're here. We work way too damn hard to not show up and, and put a great product on the field. So I'm glad, you know, we just came out here and got the win. Fritz Passaccia getting the game ball? Oh, absolutely. I'm going to give him a few. few. You're going to give him a few? Oh, yeah. He's going to get my game ball, too. Quickly, because earlier in the week, you said he's had so much influence on your career. Yes. What about the way he galvanized everybody and organized things this week? Yeah, you know, that guy, um, I can't say enough good things about him. The second I came in the building, he took me under his wing. No matter what, if I needed something in life, in football, in anything, you know, he's always that guy I could go to. And, um, you know, once he got the job, I knew he would do a great job, and I just it's great to see him with a smile on his face. Um, but this is just a start. we got to keep going and keep winning games. So the Raiders' defensive line last year, Mosh, had 16 sacks for the, uh, for the year. They've already got 15 and a half this year. How much like, Max have? 
Uh, I don't know if top my head. Well, you just got three, so I don't know. Was he got six now in the uh, year or something, like that, something like that? Um, well, I want you to speak on something. Your lifetime coach, uh, of course, you, you coached at, at the high school level, um, but I, I still think this is uh, the, that there's a, a, a point and an example to be made uh, by somebody like you that's done this for d- done this for a long, long time. At the professional level, everyone's getting paid. Everyone's talented. Everyone's got their their job right. They don't have to all get along. They don't have to all like each other. They don't have to have whatever, you know, these the different leaders and all those kinds of things. But when you do have that, so when you but when you do have chemistry amongst your team or your athletes, doesn't it just make it like like that's a very like tough thing for opponents to deal with, right? Like it's one thing that like, yes, we all get along, yes, it's it's all we're all functional. But if you're that and talented, like that's pretty tough to beat, right? Any coach in, that, that's worth their, their salt will tell you, I would rather have a team of uh, an entire team, an ensemble, if you will, of, of players that are willing to work hard, not complain, do what they're supposed to do, enjoy what they're doing. You don't necessarily, I wouldn't call running wind sprints fun. But you're enjoying it. You understand the game. You understand the concept. Then have two or three star players, that one that can throw a pass and one that can catch a pass, and that's what you put all your eggs in that basket. It's much better to have a group of folks. Look at some, look at some of the, the, the winning football teams in collegiate history. Alabama. They have, you know, 180 guys on the sidelines, right? Yeah. That all gel for Nick Saban. Maybe five or six will get into the pros, okay? But they all understand and they all buy into it. The Clemsons, you know, some of those, of course, that's they all come to us. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. the, the, that man, Alabama. Yeah, yeah, Which, yeah. The, all the, Alabama players scored touchdowns the last I game. know. How Not crazy cool. was yeah. that? But what I'm saying is that to have a group that gels makes it so much better for every. Is that your phone? Oh, I'm sorry. It's an alarm. I don't. I set it for 345, meaning tomorrow morning. Oops, I better fix that. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really it really is better to have a to have a group that can get along, right, wrong, or indifferent. Um, and and you know you made a statement earlier. You said that the that the locker room was divided. I don't see the locker room as ever being divided like it was in 2017. I see the locker room as being in chaos. And there's two oh, different things okay. because there weren't going. Should we hate them? Should we love them? Should we still? No. It's like what do we do? Where right, do we go? Right. Good so point. does yeah, it does yeah, it yeah. does it take a Max Crosby going over and putting his arm around somebody and saying, you know, Nassib, we play together, we're still gonna kick ass. Does it take Derek Carr going over to his offensive line and going, You guys are young. You know, if you want that that present at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's <laughs> yeah. there's that there I, I don't see that our locker room was ever divided. I see it was in chaos. And it took the leadership from within and from the bigger picture within the organization to bring it back together. And that's what you have to do as a coach. You want to be able to 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 look to your leaders and go, yeah, let's get this back where we need to be. We may not be the most talented team in the NFL, but if we play like a team, we can beat anybody on any given day. That's awesome, Mosh. I love it. I love it. Fire me up. All right, so, <laughs> so 
Uh, I, I don't have the individual numbers, but uh, I, or, or excuse me, I don't have the the, the, the current stats, but I'll, I will give you this. The most sacks for the first 38 career games as a Raider, first is Anthony Smith with 34. Wow. But second, Max Crosby with 22, ahead of Khalil Mack, who's in third place with 21. So wow. like that's the kind of production that we're, we're getting from Max Crosby. Then, of course, right after that, you get Greg Townsend and Bill Piquel. Um, But, yeah, absolutely amazing what he's doing. And, you know, I think another point, too, is that – and, and I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of leadership and studied it. And uh, uh, there's a quote that I love that is – and I forget who, who, who it is by, so I can't give you the name off the top of my head. But it's, culture eats strategy for breakfast. And the point is, is that you can strategize, you can game plan, you can, and this goes for any organization, you can put the plan together, but if you don't have the people and the culture of your organization to execute the vision, you're going to fail. Yep. So you have to have that culture. And I think that that's what the Raiders have now. They have a, 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 a positive culture. Now in that locker room, you're right. And it's not that, that I love the way you put that with the chaos. Um, all right, so let's go now. Uh, let's let's. Uh, I'll tell you what. Let's. This is fun since we're kind of on the Max Crosby subject, anyways. Let's check in with our buddy Brian Baldinger, and this is so fun. So he does Baldy's <laughs> breakdowns on the Twitters. Go check it out, Brian Baldinger, and this is what he had to say this week about Max Crosby. I'm just giving this warning out. This is a warning: gratuitous violence <laughs> by Max Crosby. This ain't the work of a condor. This is the work of a vulture going right through the inside shoulder right there of Garrett Bowles and just taking everybody down, just wiping out everything. A vulture. Not it was funny. Last time we heard him and he was talking about a condor being a predator, and you're like, no, it's a scavenger. And then he got another shot at it, he goes, and he picked another scavenger. Why, yeah, why couldn't he have? You know, I, and I understand that because he doesn't want to pick a raven or an eagle. Right, or, you know, or right. another or a falcon, or a falcon. He doesn't want to pick another bird of prey, and he definitely doesn't want to go with an owl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he could have said a velociraptor, but they didn't fly. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just a condor. You watch him right here. The tight end tries to block him. That's a mistake. Then he falls off. Teddy B stepping up, and then he's just so flippin' happy. That he's just got to do flips. He's got two sacks in the first quarter. He's just getting started. He's just getting warmed up. This is 30 seconds ago in the first half. You know what time this is? It's time for the Condor to take off and take everybody down. Just swallow them all up. Going to halftime with three sacks. The Condor just flying, taking off. Nobody can stop him. Here he is. Now, what are you going to do here? Are you going to try to block him with a tight end? Shed him. You're going to come a fullback at him? Swipe him. And then go chase. Go chase like it's the most important meal of your life. Go get yourself something to eat. The condor flipping over the Denver Broncos. Look at this. This looks like a stunt coming. Could he get there? Wait a second. The condor. Is this Joel Embiid? Just guarding the rim? Just guarding the rim? What's he going to say about that, Max? No, 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 no. Come on. Let me see it. No, uh, uh, uh. He ain't getting it past me. They try to run a trap at the Condor. He beats him with the speed of a co- of a Cobra. Like Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. The tackle. Devontae Williams. Down. Down. Devontae, Javante. 
Nobody was caring at that point. It was fourth quarter. It was all about Max Crosby. Then, in the final minute, let's just put a little bow on this one right here. Bobby Massey, short corner. You know what? I think he just had mercy on Teddy Bridgewater. He got tired of just putting him down to the ground and making him meet grassy. That was a work of a condor right there. Does he lead the league in sacks? Is he the sack leader? Is he the sack king? He's the Cobra King. He's the sack king. Oh, so funny. <laughs> it cracks me up, man. But anyways, uh, much respect to the Condor, man. He's killing it, man. Having an amazing season. All right, let's go. Uh, uh, let's check in with Coach. Okay, so this is the first post game uh, that we've heard from Coach Pisaccia. And uh, I'm just going to tell you right now, Mosh, I may or may not have embellished and added a little bit to his soundbite. Okay. I told Gus we'd be there, Richie. Hey, Richie. Hey, hey Richie. <laughs> Welcome to the business, Richie. <laughs> what did Richie say? It's certainly it's emotional for everybody, right? So I think they did a good job um, as a bunch of grown men of, of handling their emotions throughout the week, uh, putting them in perspective when it was time to go play the game. It is a job for, for all of us, and, and uh, again, they, they seem to do a really, really good job with it. Um, we'll see what goes on from here. We'll see the consistency uh, that we can have going on. I think that'll be the, the challenge for all of us. Richie broke a chair over his head. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> Do you think anybody's told him he looks like Goldberg yet? Oh, my gosh. And and, and and tell him how to get to the tweet that we did. Yes. Well, it's on our Instagram. It's everywhere. Okay. So we did a – I took my first run at making a meme, and I took uh, Coach Passaccia's head, and uh, and I put it on Goldberg's body and right. put who's next on the bottom. That was Mosh's idea. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's on our – just look for it on Twitter, Instagram, anywhere – um, at Raiders Fan Radio is how you find us. But yeah, he does. He looks just like Dan Goldberg. But now I and there's Goldberg stuff all over. Right, like, right, if, right. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm waiting for hopefully we'll get one of the beat writers or somebody that's hip enough to ask him about that. Right. Ask him about, you know, the, the likeness to Goldberg. Because you know the, the last guy he embraced the Chucky thing, you know, and the, the Chucky oh, yeah. dolls were out and everything. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that this catches on, man. I, and, and eventually I'd love to see I'd love to see Bill Goldberg show up at a Raider game. Oh my gosh. That, you would know, awesome. that would be amazing. That would be, that amazing. would be amazing. That'd be amazing. Yeah, and somebody's got to cosplay it, man, and show up at a game like that. You know what oh, I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, good stuff there. For, all right, so um, we're getting a little tight on time, so I'll, I'll probably skip the rugs one there, Mosh. Okay. Um, but I would want to close out with this. I want to close out with uh, with Rich Eisen. Uh, the, you know, Rich Eisen and Mayock go back for a long, long time. Uh, colleagues at NFL Network, they forever did the combines together. Right. Like They're buddies. There's, there's no, no mistake in it. And so when the Raiders came out of this game victorious, um, I think Rich gave a very – and look, we celebrate Rich around here all the time and, and, and uh, all, the, all the guys over there at the Rich Eisen Show. But, like, he gave a very impassioned response to that, and that's why I wanted to feature this. Okay. Um, you can tell he's talking from not only a position of being a sports broadcaster but a position of friendship, and so I thought this was fantastic. Nothing more impressive than what the Raiders did in Denver. The Las Vegas Raiders, with their interim head coach, Rich Passaccia, who had never been an HC, he is now the interim head coach for a team that we all know what they went through. Their head coach, who either drafted them or stared them in the face and told them one thing, and stood for something that they thought that John Gruden was standing for. All that 
in the form of a rug got ripped out from underneath him. Poof, he's gone. Carl Nassib needs a personal day on Wednesday, as Mike Mayock mentioned, when he was the one who stepped forward along with Rich Bisaccia to take questions and be the face front individuals. But that team rallied around each other, used the football game itself as the proverbial and actual sanctuary, right? I guess I should just keep proverbial because I didn't think they were out there isn't praying. They didn't need it. Oh, man. I mean, Max Crosby, a hat trick of sacks on the defensive side of the ball. Just putting pressure on Bridgewater, not allowing that running game to get going. Cortland Sutton was doing his thing, but the Raiders were doing their thing even better. Henry Ruggs up top. Derek Carr playing his head off. And when leaders are needed in the locker room, he's like, I got it. So many people slag on this guy. I could not be more impressed with Derek Carr and Max Crosby and the rest of the leaders on that team. Absolutely. So I love it that he, he compliments Carr on that too, Mosh. The Raiders this season are outscoring their opposition after six games for the second time in the past 19 seasons. So far, they are plus three this season and were plus 10 at this point in 2011. So the Raiders' uh, offense is doing phenomenal. I think one of the things that contributed to the offense's success in this last game, and you and I called it out quick like we noticed it, the Raiders ran play action on 10% of their dropbacks under John Gruden. The highest rate was in week five. That was set, They had 17%. The lowest was week two at 2.5%, and the league average for 2021 is 24.6%. The Raiders were running play action, finally. And there was even one the one, the, one of the, uh, the conversions, uh, first down conversions to, to Waller. We were like, right, right, you right. even said it. You're like, listen, they need to run play action here and hit Waller on that corner. Right. And boom, that's exactly what happened. And it's like, that. I think that now that's part of that, uh, referring back to my earlier comments about you know, how much has actually changed with Gruden's absence. I think that's one of them. Like, I, they never ran play action often Definitely. enough. I don't think so. And it created a lot of opportunity down the field. Hey, what's up? It's Brockman from the Rich Eisen Show. And it's Del Tupo from the Rich Eisen Show. Hey. You're listening to Murph and Mosh. On the Raiders Fan Radio. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you once again for joining us here for episode number 222 of Raiders Fan Radio. I got to admit, you know, it's always. Uh, it's always best when all three of us are here uh, in, sure. in the fan cave, of course. Um, but it's weird without the chat room. Yeah, it is. It it's is. really weird. Like that, I, I'm, that's such an integral part of our show now that, like, this is fun and it feels old school, but it's definitely got a different energy without having the chat there. Uh, I know. It's, it's like 100, 100 episodes since we were 
back just doing yeah. the podcast. Strange, yeah. huh? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's different. We miss you guys. We miss you guys. And hope everybody's doing good in there in the chat room. And uh, and, and and while we'll be doing some packing and stuff, I might have the replay going so I can uh, I, I can jump in there and, and say hello. So I uh, appreciate you all uh, and appreciate. I won't. <laughs> you won't. You'll be sleeping. <laughs> I'll be, I would have to have Swaggy show me how to do that. You oh, know? yeah, not, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to. He'll be drunk. <laughs> I can't yeah. text him in, in. Jeff, how do I fix this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> him and Chris will be at the crap table. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Be like, shut up. I'm, I'm winning. <laughs> All right. So uh, one of the segments we do around here before we get to the Sea of Fans mailbag where we hear from you is uh, we do Raiders of Pop Culture. And so this is a really fun one. So I guess there's, I've never seen it, but there's a show called American Dad, and this was sent to us by our good buddy Rev Raider. Oh, wow. And we hadn't heard from Rev in a while. In a minute. And, and yeah, and he said hello, and he was like, hey, he's like, I'm sorry I had a chance to call in a while, but I'll still listen to you guys all the time, and so uh, I've got a Raiders and pop culture for you. So he sent this in, so we appreciate Rev Raider, our good buddy, and, and, and please call when you can, because we always, always loved your calls. Um, but anyways, apparently on the show, there's a character called Raider Dave. No way. Yeah. And so Raider Dave goes barging into his like accountant's office is what's going on here. Oh, wow. And Raider Dave is like, he's got spiked shoulder pads and a big Raider helmet. and like No. The, what's yeah. the name of the show? American Dad. Yeah. Okay. And, it, and it's a cartoon. It's a Seth. It's a cartoon. Yeah. It's a cartoon. So what's the, what's the guy, Seth, the guy that does Ted and the guy that does like Family Guy and all that. Oh, Seth yeah, Rowell, yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Anyways, exactly it's, it's, it's that show. Okay. Or, or that guy. And it, so it does the show. Anyway, so here we go. Here's Raider Dave on American Dad. Raider Dave. Tax question. If I beat a man with a tire iron in the stadium parking lot, is that deductible? I'll have to look into it. If it makes a difference, he started it. His wife and small children were wearing Broncos jerseys. In Denver, no less. That's Raider country. <laughs> I love that. Isn't that funny? That's Raider country. Absolutely. Everywhere is Raider country. Seriously, that is so funny. That is so good. All American right. Dad, okay. American Dad. All right, so uh, more of you and less of us is a good thing. And since there is literally none of you right now, because we got no chat room, let's hear from you and jump into the Sea of Fans mailbag. There he is, fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's tied, he's thrown. It is. So there are two different ways you can contact us here at Raiders Fan Radio. One is to call us, 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. And uh, you can leave a message 24-7, 365. That is the Raiders Fan Radio hotline. And uh, we always love to hear your hot takes, your post-game reactions, all that stuff. The The only ones that I really can't get to are the ones where it's like Wednesday night. Or like, you know what I mean? Like some of that stuff. Uh, if you guys call in around showtime, those are tough for me to get in. Uh, but absolutely, most any other time, we'll, we'll we'll do our best to get your messages in and appreciate you that that call. And we've got some great ones tonight. Uh, but you can also email the show. You can email us at show, that's S-H-O-W, at RaidersFanRadio.com. Uh, email us there, and then uh, Uncle Mosh will read your emails, and then we will take the, the best of the emails and phone calls, and we'll award a Sizzler Award at the end of the segment. Uh, and then also, if you do those things enough, 
you can become a made man or a made woman here in Raiders Fan Radio. And we've got some folks we've got that are that are getting close to being new made men yeah. and made women. So keep those phone calls coming, keep those emails coming. And Uncle Mosh, who do we have tonight? Murph. Mush and swag. This is my first time emailing you all, and I just have to say that interacting with the chat last week was an experience I'll never forget. <laughs> it was a wild week last week. Whew. I'm not sure what was better, having the capo acknowledge me in the chat or watching Swag and Ron play an internet version of Whack-A-Mole with all the clowns in the chat. <laughs> it was all so much fun, and you have really brought together the best the nation has to offer. Aww. As far as the game goes, I wasn't able to watch, but I heard through all the profanities on Raider YouTube live streams made by me incredibly made me incredibly happy. Now I'm going to say that it's all because Gruden is gone, but it sure makes you wonder. My game ball goes to Mad Max Crosby. The guy is an absolute animal. Actually, he's a bird. And I hope we aren't stupid enough to let him go. Bird's an animal, right? It's a bird. It's like saying a fish is an animal. What is? He's got the... Because <laughs> we're getting into some riveting radio oh, right absolutely. now. I just, I just like to do this to you sometimes. He's got the, he's got the Raider mentality, and I want him to stick around. Respect to all the players who stepped up today, as well as Faison and Square. Hey, oh, nice, Erica, you are my new favorite person because those were my two favorite players. Why? Absolutely. I like. Why did I like Faison? I like Faison because he came out of nowhere oh, yeah. and balled out. And I like Square because he is a giant of a man. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I don't think anybody had those names on their bingo card expecting to freaking uh, no. ball out on Sunday. It yeah. was amazing. Facing and Square were seamless additions and made their presence known. A special shout out goes to Jonathan Abram. I was happy to hear that he got the INT to end the game. My only issue with the game, my opinion only, don't come after me, is that we seem to take our foot off the gas at the end. Uh, she hasn't been watching enough. Uh, we weren't able to put the points on the board when the defense got us the ball back. I believe on the Morgue interception, I, re- I really wouldn't have, lo- I really would have loved to just rub that L in a little deeper for the stupid donkeys. I hate those guys. <laughs> anyway, congratulations to the Raider Nation on the win. Let's keep this momentum going and get a W against Philly. Let's go. Sincerely, Erica, A-K-R, Eric, A-K-R. What is that? That's called too much caffeine. Yeah. A-K-A, <laughs> Erica S. in the chat. A-K-A, Tyler's little sister. Oh, nice, Erica. Absolutely uh, uh, love getting your email and do it. Keep them coming. Uh, so Tyler, her brother, is a co-host of the Behind the Eye Patch right. uh, podcast. So we appreciate Erica. And also, we had an opportunity to meet Erica and her incredible family. They came out to our live event that we and, had and here in Nashville. Was it is is Tyler in the, in the service? Was he was he? Uh, there was a. There was a legit reason he couldn't make it, or was he sick? Hey, he lived in Idaho. Uh, 
or what? Or he's in Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> I think is I think they're not in Idaho now, but I believe at the time, yeah, there was a re- yeah, there was. I, yeah, I think yeah. maybe it was. But just, his sister was lives here, and so, or she lived here at the time, and so he was like, "Hey, go out and see these guys yeah, and say yeah, hi." Yeah. yeah, so that's that's why. And it, it was I know it was, it was something logistically. Yeah, absolutely. So Erica referred to to us beating the the, the Eagles, of course, on Sunday. Uh, a little bit of a rematch. Speaking of Super Bowl number fifteen, and so just to uh, give you the tail of the tape here so that uh eagles and, and raiders uh in terms of regular season the eagles have the advantage they're they've won seven uh to our five postseason though of course we got one it's one to nothing because we beat them in a super bowl uh but the raiders at home are three and two against the eagles and two and five in philly uh so right now the current streak runs uh at two with the eagles beating us the last two times we've matched up but now we got them at home so hopefully we'll take care of business it was January of 81 when we beat the Eagles. That's exactly right. Yeah. God, and I only know that because the girl I was seeing at the time. Oh, no. Was from Pennsylvania. Oh, no way. Her family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. And I was, yeah. And so I'm watching this Raider game, or otherwise known as the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, they're all, and I was the only one rooting for the Raiders. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was not pretty. Oh. Yeah, it was not, it was not, it was not pretty. I bet they were crying Dick Vermeil sized tears. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I left early. She got a lot of brothers. Uh, Murph, <laughs> Murph. <laughs> the, uh, the second youngest of nine kids. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there was like six brothers. And yeah. Murph, <laughs> Moss, Jeff, Vinny, and Raider Nation. What a week. I've seen lots of strange stuff in my years of Raider fandom, from the immaculate deception to our Pro Bowl center being AWOL for the Super Bowl, to the trade of Coach Gruden to the Buccaneers to last week. I think he was traded as much for the value he brought as my belief that Al Davis hated the West Coast offense. Mr. Davis never valued coaches as much as players. I don't know that I agree with that. Because he, he in, in his famous let's win baby, in his famous just win baby statement, he says, first you get some good coaches, then you get some good players, and you tell them all just win baby. So I think he put a value on coaches. He just didn't put a value that anybody was more, that any singular piece was more important than the whole, the gestalt theory. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I th- I think he put value on certain coaches. You know what I mean? Like, Correct. But I I don't. But I I think there's there's two sides of of truth to that because you look at like look there were plenty of coaches that he did not have he did not hold in high regard and ran them out because they uh, absolutely if they didn't see uh, if they didn't follow his vision. His big picture. His big picture. Sure. Then they were gone, and then that, including John Gruden. That's why Gruden got traded all those years ago. You know what I mean? So, sure. But I think that when you look at, like, Madden and Flores, absolutely. Those guys, you know, when you look at, like, the Al Davis style of football and all the things, those were guys that they actually moved away from some of that stuff. Like, you look at, you know, it wasn't big arm quarterback. It wasn't Daryl Monica. It was Kenny Stabler. It was the precision guys, the accurate guy. It was like, you know, because Gruden put his faith in Madden and Stabler, and like, so he lifted those guys up. But then you look at other coaches that have come through there. Heck, maybe even some of them, like, I mean, even, I hate to put it on Art Shell, but like, I feel like even he at times really wasn't supported by Al the way that Madden was and the way that Flores was once upon a time. I always felt, I always felt that uh, the opposite of that. I always felt okay. that, that the reason that, he liked Stabler so much 
was because you had you had the mad bomber and then you had the old man George Blanda. Yeah. Okay. And then you had the lefty. So it was like having it was like having with LaMonica and Stabler, you had two really good starting pitchers. Okay. And then you had Blanda who could come in in relief and be that wild card at any time. So you 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 had they had to scheme for two different guys because like you and I talked about when you roll out as a quarterback and you're left-handed you roll one way when you're right-handed you roll the other way so the defenses didn't know which way to scheme you know so I mean because we talked yeah. we talked about some of those things that 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 LaMonica would start one game and Stabler would finish it Stabler would start a game LaMonica would That's finish true. it That's true the Immaculate would, Deception game that, uh, LaMonica's last game right and and he started and Blanda came in and Stabler finished. So I think there was having that in his wheelhouse. That was one of those way off outside the box thought processes that Al you. Davis had. That was like if I could have two of these guys, one's a lefty, one's a righty, you know, and I could teach my guys. So he was still a unicorn essentially. He was just it wasn't by the big arm though, but it was because he was lefty. That was the uniqueness. Exactly. That's a good point, Mark. Yeah, because, very yeah, because you know, your guys are gonna it's not so much that the right tackle has to watch the blind side. Now the left tackle has to watch the blind side, depending on who the quarterback is. So you gotta have that offensive line made up of the greatest offensive line of all times Ever. who could handle a righty and a lefty. Interesting. Interesting. You know? I dig it, Mosh. Okay, so then, so then back to the coaching part of it then. The, the question about holding coaches in high regard then. So you think, so that was still Al really projecting even through Madden then. Well, that was, but that was, there wasn't a Mayock in place at that point. No, Al absolutely. was the Mayock. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And having been a former player, former coach, working with Madden at the time, look, this is my vision. This is who I've drafted. Okay. I don't think Madden had the input on the draft that the Grudens and the Mayocks have with, you know, eventually Mark Davis right. who signs the checks. Right. Okay. You know, I had, so had I, different, different, different era, different so, genre. So I guess ultimately then it just comes down to if that particular coach was on board with Al kind of calling the, you know, citing his vision and a lot, and then operating within those confines of whatever, then Al was going to lift you up. And if you didn't, he ran you out quick. I guess ultimately that's what it was. Because even Gruden early on, Gruden's offense was not an Al Davis offense. Why was he allowed to come in and run that West Coast offense with Rich Gannon and do all that? Well, they were winning. and But then as soon as Gruden became bigger than the brand, Al ran him out. Yep. So he kind of actually was both. He was supported early on, but then he freaking got too big for his own britches yep. and got yep. and Al ran him out of town. That's interesting. And, yeah, and then you know, and, and then you think about it that the the same thing, like the point that I brought up last week, the same thing that was was so good when he was at the top of his game for Al. That that same that that hands on, let's go this way, you know, scheming and doing and all this stuff was the same thing at his demise later on. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. But he was too hands on. He was too hands was on. Too much. Put people in place. It's it's time to retire, pal. It's time to go back and sign the checks and and 
put people, but he, you know, that was that was the detraction that everybody has when they talk about the last days of Al. You know, is that it, he needed to let he needed to let that part of it go. He needed to have a Mayock. You know, yeah, and, and I he, think that's and, what, and and you know what, I think that was an uh, the reason we see Mark Davis run the team the way that he does because you lived that because he yes. lived it and he saw it and he recognizes it that you let the football people do football stuff. Mm-hmm. It's his job to be the owner. And and look, and there's been a lot of media that has criticized the idea that Mark hasn't been out front and the face of the messaging for the Raiders during this this controversy and this and this thing that went on with well it's not even a controversy well whatever it is the the, the incident and the event that they're criticizing him saying he needs to lead from the front he needs to do this he needs to do that I, I disagree Mayock is a he's a TV guy he's built for this when you listen to that speech that he gave he said everything that needed to needed to be said Mark Davis already made his statement. I don't think he has to be out in Mm-mm. front of it because that's Mm-mm. not what he's No. That's not his quote job. Like he's he, letting people, he's letting Rich Pasaccia mm-hmm. be Rich Pasaccia, Mike Mayock be Mike Mayock, and he's okay with them being the face sure. of the organization. He puts, this is your box. You do what's in your box. I do what's in my box. There's a guy that 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 is the head of football operations of a team that we don't like, and we don't like him. Okay, we never liked him. We never liked him when he played and wore that stupid orange. We never liked him when he was winning Super Bowls and when he would put on that horse face feed bag of his. But the head of football operations for the donkeys is a good place for him because he understands football operations. You know what I'm saying? And and I would never compliment John Elway publicly uh, or privately, but <laughs> but the place for him after his playing days is doing exactly what he's doing right now. You know, he's he's. I don't know what it's like in Denver. I don't think he comes on the air a lot. But the, being the head of football operations is a good spot for somebody that had that mindset. You know, back you're either going to go into the announcers booth or you're going to coach right, right, right. or you're going to be the head of football operations. You know, and basically he got that from Al. Think about it. That's what Al Davis did. When Al Davis quit coaching the Raiders and became the managing general partner and all that, he was the head of football operations for the Raiders. And it was a natural progression. And that was what other people learned, the John Elways, the other people that have gone into that. So let me finish this. Okay, yeah, let's get back to the email. Great conversation, Omash. This is fun. Mike Lombardi made an argument that John Gruden wasn't a good coach at all. He cited his 40% winning percentage since beating the Raiders in the Super Bowl. He also hasn't won a playoff game since the Super Bowl as evidence that Mark Davis widely overpaid him for an emotional position. The team could have laid an egg Sunday against the Donkeys, but as many thought they would since it was a road game in a hostile environment, or they could rise to the occasion, which they did. I thought the defense had a great game. Four turnovers and five sacks and many pressures. Pressures. The offense seemed revived. The third and two bomb to rugs was a pleasant surprise. The fact we had nearly 100 yards on only three catches speaks volumes. Many Raider fans didn't realize that Raider great Cliff Branch only had three catches for 41 yards his entire rookie season in which he played all 14 games. I'd say the critics of Ruggs' first-round draft position should enjoy their nice bowl of crow. (laughs) 
<laughs> Here's the thought. The Washington football team under investigation had 650,000 emails examined for wrongdoing, and the big catch was John Gruden. Maybe this was all a practice run to test the NFL's power. If so, the test worked. Who's next? I think it's important to remain realistic. Yes, the win against a division rival is big, but I don't think the donkeys as the he calls them the Donkos. I don't think the Donkos <laughs> as good as their record suggests. Their three wins, I agree, came against teams that were winless. It's important that the Raiders remain focused and continue to work hard. Go Raiders! Let's go! Raider Nation forever, Frank from NorCal. Proud made man. Nice job, Frank from NorCal. Hello, HR. HR. Hello, we have human resources department. Uh, hello, re- human resource department. <laughs> hello, RFR family. Another day, another victory. The Raiders did what they were supposed to do for the last two games, which is dominate the airspace. Let's face it. We are a passing team, not a running team, and I'm okay with that, except because I have Josh Jacobs on fantasy, but that is an acceptable sacrifice as long as we keep winning. With that being said, forgive me, Uncle Mosh, for I have sinned. I have a confession to make. Usually when the Raiders win, I start watching most Raider-related media I can find. I watch videos, podcasts, film breakdowns, etc., etc. When they lose, I don't consume as much. I try to stay to a trusted few, including RFR. But this week, I have found myself craving a different kind of content. I've been consuming every kind of donkey media I can get my hands on because I find myself relishing in their misery. (laughs) I've been loving the despair in the eyes of the donkey fans. They talk about how long it will be before Fangio will last. How they got out coached by a team with no coach. How their QB got hit 17 times and sacked five times while Derek left relatively clean. Their misery makes me get the... (laughs) Their misery... Mm, I'm not going to write that. There is nothing sweeter than the tears of donkey fans. As a matter of fact, we should make it a business to collect all the tears of donkey fans and sell them. I would love some of those tears in my coffee every morning. I should mention that my boss is a donkeys fan, and he would not shut up a few years back when Pepe was running away with the division. So I make it a point of emphasis every morning to remind... Remind him how his team got blown out of the water by our Raiders. It makes my morning. Careful or you'll be in HR. Now, our Raiders are sitting tied at the top with with the Chargers team that got destroyed last week. And looking at their schedule, as long as they keep playing like they played last week, we should take the crown this year. But let's not go one. Let's only go one game at a time. And let's beat an Eagles team that is not playing very good lately and keep the injury bug out. I'm keeping it short this week. Sincerely, Raiders Chemist. Nice job, Raider Chemist. You know what? He brought up about Fangio. Watching that game, Mosh, you and I were talking about, is he the biggest freaking whiner? Like, you'd think a guy that spent a a life in football (sighs) like that, like, I mean, what What a a crybaby. He's a freaking crybaby. You know, cuss at the refs. Don't whine at the refs. Right, right, right. Drop an F-bomb at a ref. You know, say the word, the, the BS word, where we can all read it on your lips. But don't go. Throwing challenge flags 
Like, just because he didn't like the outcome of the play. What a Like, with absolutely no evidence, like, uh, to justify throwing the flag. Just a baby move. And then we were talking about it, too, at the end. Cortland Sutton giving up on that interception, giving up pursuit, because he's a big freaking crybaby, too. And it's like, and I think the players are starting to emulate the coach. Yep. That's what happens. Yep. Yep. Idiots, man. For those of you that didn't watch it, the ball gets intercepted, and he just stops. He didn't even try to make a tackle. And the play went on for another six or seven seconds, and he he just, like, walked off the field. It's like, you big sissy. Greetings, RFR, and greetings, nation. Now, before I get to the game, I just want to thank Murph once again for directing me to the One Nation Foundation Fanatics Link and respect to Paul for bringing me back to reality after I mentioned on that tweet I was aspiring to be the next Swag Jeff. I know know it will be a tough task. Speaking of taking out, uh, speaking of talking out of my ass, Joey Bosa. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I think the Ravens heard the QB, the the QB game plan you had for Carr, and they had your buddy Pizza Face, A Bear. Oh my God! Shook. Enjoy this L and go f yourself. Wow. <laughs> I would say see you in Vegas, but you'll be on IR by then. Which brings me to another disrespectful little prick, Kermit <laughs> Mahomes's brother, oh Tadpole Mahomes, gosh. or whatever his name is. Dancing on Sean Taylor's number 21 logo Not a good is look. one of the most disrespectful things I have ever seen in a while. Amen. Kermit's squealing girlfriend, Miss Piggy, or <laughs> Teeth Matthews, whichever she prefers, <laughs> is also seen taking pics standing on the logo. <clears throat> hey, ass clowns! It's chained off for a reason! That was all in caps. I had to shout it. Well, yeah. Very classless, and their time will come. Seriously, I echo that. On to the game. Respect Bill Goldberg. I I mean, Ritz (laughs) Basakia. On his first win, the team looked motivated and hungry. Who would win in a bear fight? Teddy Bear Bridgewater or Schmucky the Raider Bear? Schmucky all day. Of course, my money is on Schmucky. He just needs his best Condor impression, and Teddy will hit the floor instantly. One of my favorite things was the offense didn't take their foot off the gas until late in the fourth quarter when Chucky would have slowed down when we were up by only one score. So I think just to go back to Erica's email and stick up for her comment, I think that that's what she was talking about. Oh, late, late, late. In the the past, because Gruden never like... No, he he never never went for the kill. He never went for the kill. Well, we did this week. And so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll be the first to admit I was one of the many that was not yet sold on the rugs pick, but I'm glad I was proven wrong. Thank you. Uh, the kid is a great player, and the scary part is he is only going to get better. Shout out to the boys from Bama for being the only guys to score TD this game. <laughs> Seriously. One final thing. Did anybody notice how Abram number 24 sealed the game with 24 seconds left? Hmm. Conspiracy? Hmm. Ah. We need Mikey Raider for this one. Ah. Anyways, great game, great team, great win, great show, fellas, and keep up the great work. PDX Raider. All right. Thank you, PDX Raider. We appreciate you. Good, good, good. My pops moved us from Mexico to Alum Rock, California in 1977. The Raiders had just won a Super Bowl, and later that same year, Star Wars came out. What, did you write this? <laughs> 
<laughs> my brother was six and I was seven. We bragged to my older cousins in Texas who were Cowboys fans. Hey, in California, we got the Raiders and we got Star Wars. My younger brother and I have been Raiders fans ever since. I followed your show since episode 120-ish. The toughest thing is to be to be in this world. The toughest thing. Oh my gosh! Wow. I'm channeling You're not even my drinking inner, today. No, I'm channeling my inner swag. The <laughs> toughest thing to be is this in this world is a Raiders fan. However, your show has helped me make sense of our team's shortcomings and the bad times. Aww. The voice of reason is what you all have been. Thanks for all you do, RFR. The happenings in your bonus room are what have inspired me to contribute to our cause. And that's just the stuff they've seen on camera. Yeah. To the One Nation Foundation, it's my honor to be a part of what you guys do. Go Raiders and go RFR. Now let's win the division. Let's win it in December. And let's make the pay the playoffs. P.S. So proud of our coaches and players. GM and that pumpkin pie haircutted freak M. <laughs> Davis for carrying on and beating the dog shit out of the Denver Donkeys. Good, good, good. Jesus Alvarez. Hey. Our, our, our Local art, one of our resident artists. We're resident art, absolutely. So we're going to take that uh, that fantastic Hunter Renfro uh, oil painting, and we're going to auction that off. And so thank you, Jesus, once again. Much yes. respect for that. And a great email. Keep coming. Greetings and salutations, fine ladies and gentlemen of the Silver and Black Raider Nation. Outsiders are ignorant to why I stay loyal, so I'll hit them with a little education. First of all, I'd like to say, I'm proud of my Raiders. We galvanized together, ignoring all our haters, all the non-believers, those that had doubt, those that put us down, those that can us count us out, those that make us underdogs when placing a bet, those that think foolishly that we are not a threat. We've been slapped in the face. We've been punched in the gut. And still, keep our name out of your mouth because your breath smells like butt. <laughs> Asking what we're going to do, looking for a lame reason. We'll just treat it like another guy who's lost for the season. Yes, of course, of course, losing a coach midseason surely does suck. What goes for players goes for the staff. We look to the next man up. People always come and go. Bonded ties we sever. And the only truth I know is the nation is forever. Sorry. But it is what it is, and I know that may sound brash. This ain't the first coach that we've lost, and damn sure ain't the last. Then we go do what we do. Another defender learns of our terminology, Ronald Darby. You've been rug burned. Oh, nice. For the first time in this season, scored a first quarter touchdown, ended the half with a lead, turned frowns straight upside down. The cameraman must be a Raider fan with footage on the sly of broken-hearted Bronco fans' early exit from mile high. They thought we'd act like scared puppies with tails that tuck and fold, but like the autumn wind poem says, we're villains big and bold. Oh, nice. Still we storm the countryside, making hell of noise, 
pounding on our chest, stuck out, full of pride and poise. Black's always my happy color. My mood is never gloom. And I'll wear it with the silver from the womb to the tomb. We're fighting for each other. Let's just keep it on the real. From the backups on the benches to the starters on the field. From the fans in the stands to the millions back at home who be screaming at their TVs, at their tablets, at their phones. Basaccia will get us pumped up. Veins throbbed out of our necks like Goldberg after a victory. We'll simply say, who's next? Let's go! Deuces. Oh. Raider Rome, proud made man, 50th recipient, and one-time winner of Da Sizzla. Oh, my gosh. Great Tyrone job, Tyrone. You really brought it on that man, one. That was money. I like the po- So he's our first poet. He he's, is our poet laureate. Yeah, because we've had people sing, obviously. We're going to yeah. hear someone sing tonight. We've had, we've had impressions. We have a lot of amazing creativity. Yes, yeah, First but, poet. but Tyrone, the, so the poet good, laureate. Man. Yeah. So good. Good evening, everybody. I hope you are all well. I have to start this week's email with an appeal. There was a serious incident. Okay. Uh, straighten up here a second, guys. Uh, there was a serious incident on Sunday, and I think the RFR family can help. Um, it seems a man went missing in the Colorado area, and police are concerned about his whereabouts. He's 32 years old, six foot three inches tall, and answers to the name Vaughn Miller. <laughs> neutralized by brandon freaking parker it seems his only discerning feature is a look of defeat and it's almost certain that he'll be crying he was last seen in colton miller's pocket oh nice if anybody has any information please call the hotline on 3424 3424 it seems i think it's safe to say we're all feeling a little better after our boys did the job on sunday pride and poison full effect fantastic attitude preparation and execution from everybody it was so important not to hide behind the past week and use things as an excuse not to perform what we saw was good a performance and outcome as we could have hoped for we looked balanced threatening threatening and consistent we started well which was vital. There was no scripted plays, so we didn't have to see run, run, pass on third, and long, and then punt. Everybody was moving in sync. The O-line worked well as a unit and not as individuals. We used play action effectively, and it all clicked into place. The tempo of the play calling seemed quicker and less confusing, which seemed to suit DC a lot better, and it made everything work smoother than before. If that's Coach Passaccia's template then bring it on the king is dead long live the king my favorite stat of the day apart from the score was five sacks and 17 qb hits i think the last time we saw that much pressure on an opposing quarterback captain cook was a sea cadet my favorite moment of the game was the two floated passes from dc to Kenyon drake and brian edwards who decided to sprinkle some raider dust on it by catching it one-handed for extra style it was beautiful it was uh, vitally important to get that win for Coach Passaccia as well. The longer we've had gone without a win, the pressure would have built up and the season could have been ugly for everyone. Now, who knows? Momentum is a funny thing. I believe the schedule was kind to us for once. Had we played an easier opponent like Detroit, 
The focus may not have been as intense, but knowing we were going to the Colorado Swamp focused everybody, and there was a definite steel and determination. We could not leave. We were not going to be leaving without that W. It was such a pleasure to watch, but I found it hard to unwind afterwards. So I fired up some Joe Bonamosa. Joe Bonamosa? Joe Bonamosa and sat on the bed with a smug look on my face. An air of caution, though. The win in Denver doesn't matter. If we lose at home to the Eagles, we have to follow up with another win. A few other observations. How hard does Denzel Perriman hit people? It's straight out of the Jack Tatum handbook. He hit one fool so hard, I'm sure I heard a sonic boom. <laughs> Josh Jacobs looks healthy and dangerous again. Yes. And the Jacobs, Drake, Richard, RB group could be interesting to watch going forward. The kids call him Richard. Richard, yeah. It's, uh, it's called not proofreading. Uh, <laughs> and I never proofread Paul's. No. I proofread all the others, but I don't proofread Paul's because I like, I like how it... How he just oh, it gets unfolds. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, where was I at? Oh, yeah. Isn't it heartwarming to know that we aren't uh, reliant on one or two individuals like some teams? We have so many weapons that once we really find our feet, we could be unstoppable. As for the Broncos fans, look, I know it must be difficult for you going through life looking like, well, you know, knowing that your mom, sister, and girlfriend are all the same woman. But oh! try not to let it. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to let it get you down too much. There was nothing you could do to stop us anyway. It's that time of year. The autumn wind just blew through your storied-ass lives. Elsewhere in the AFC West, can you really take the Chargers seriously? I can't. I don't believe they have the stamina for 17 games. But just supposing they were to go the whole way this year and win the Super Bowl, how embarrassing would it be for them? To save time, their parade would consist of driving their team bus to the fans' house and sitting outside instead of driving around town. <laughs> there would be more people on the team bus than on the street, and all ten of them could stand in a huddle throwing confetti over themselves. They aren't the real deal, trust me. The donkeys are one-dimensional, and Sunday proved that Bridgewater can't handle pressure. And as much as I don't like to think about the Chiefs, because they give me wind, I still believe they're <laughs> the team to beat, and if we finish above them, we will win the division. And finally, John Gruden is allegedly owed $40 million. Don't pay it, Mark. Your dad sure as hell wouldn't. Send him a rejection by email. And thank you, Murph, for sticking up for us overseas members of the nation after Ted Wynn's strange and baseless tweet on Sunday. So, what a win to end a traumatic week. We did it well, and we did it with style. Now let's go and clip the Eagles' wings. Then we can go into the bye week with a spring in our step. Stay safe, RFR family. Love you, Raider Nation, despite what Ted Wynn thinks. His Lordship, <laughs> the Royal Scribe, Paul Egerton, Shropshire, Mississippi, Polly Award winner, 2019, Foggy Glasses Award winner, 2020, PRT Sizzler scorekeeper, proud made man, five-time, 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 plus one, plus one, winner of the Raiders Fan Radio BRT Sizzler Let's Award. go, Paul. Nice Paul. job, my friend. Paul. 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 Paul.
So a couple things Paul said there in his email. One of the things, we talk about Josh Jacobs playing well. I think it's incredible how the guy doesn't ever go backwards. Like on a tackle, he doesn't even stay still. Like he's always falling forward. So it's like even on an unsuccessful run, he's like a three-yard gain. Like it's absolutely incredible watching him uh, this year and especially in this last game. Uh, and then in terms of the Ted Wynn comment, so Ted, Ted's been on our show like three or four times, I want to say. Um, he's a great dude, um, a writer over there at The Athletic, and, uh, and is one of the best film guys. Uh, if you're into uh, watching those videos of people break down film, check out Ted on Twitter. Uh, he does an amazing job breaking down film. Anyways, he made a comment about like he was surprised that there were so many Raider jerseys in the stands um, in the London game, the, the, the London game that happened this morning, or this morning, this, this past Sunday morning. And, uh, and so I just tweeted him back, and I said, well, it doesn't surprise me a bit. I said, you know, check out Silver and Black UK and, uh, you know, hip yourself to that because, uh, you know, those folks go hard for the Raiders over there, man, and, and so many folks. That, and we know this because we hear from you all the time, and, uh, and it's not just in England. It's all of the UK and Europe, frankly. Like, there are amazing, amazing Raider fans. It's global, but in terms of that area of the world, like – those fans are freaking nuts for the Raiders, man. So it doesn't matter that it's two teams that are not the Raiders playing in London. Uh, the Raiders are going to be represented anytime that there's an NFL game uh, overseas for sure. So appreciate those fans very, very much. And you're welcome, Paul. It was, uh, it was you know, I, I saw that and I mean, it was like it was offensive or something, but it was like, hey, wait a minute. Like, no, let's recognize these folks. Yeah. All right. Take a shot at our pals. Yeah, man. I mean, they, that's that's our last our last bastion of defense against the French. Yeah, you know? silver and black UK. Yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> Don't mess with my folks. <laughs> I wish I knew these words. This is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, calling you from London, England. And you're listening to Raider Fan Radio. And we're in Merth's Cave, and I tell you, this is the only place you need to be. Go, Raiders. Uh, there's a Crusader Raider, Keith Smith, who we're probably going to see this week because uh, the Silver and Black UK folks are usually at the Bolitnikoff dinner. Uh, so hopefully we'll get to catch up with some of our, our, our good friends from across the pond uh, here in just a couple of days. All right, let's get to these voicemails and get out of here. Um, uh, are you, I don't know if I'll pause this or not, but are you good on time? You had to be home like 20 minutes ago, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I, I got a guy coming to work on my ceiling. Okay, do you need to um, go? If you got to go, I can I can wrap up nah, shop. let's go. Run. Let's finish it. Okay. All right, uh, so uh, we're going to get to the voicemails. Uh, always led off by the, the, uh, our incredible capo. Uh, he is Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, and uh, let's kick off the segment here with the, with the calls. Greetings, Don Murph on the Boss Sunny. Consigliere Mars, Mojo from the Universe Speaks, the Sizzler, Sergeant at Arms, Big Raider Trucker, Mamon the Mean King, Ron the Mater Raider, Swag Old Jeff. Nation, you know that 34-24 victory up there in Mile High, whatever they call that stadium these days, on Mike Shanahan Day at, at best. You know that shut a lot of the haters up. You know the big winner obviously was interim coach Pasaccia. I mean, what this guy has done, you know, being able to communicate and pull everybody together, man, was short of miraculous. But you know, everything rises and falls on leadership. Now, I call it a total team win. With the only Raider that possibly took an L was Amik Robertson. Now, remember, 
They say the size matters. Ain't that right, no bit. I see you, bro. But they also say speed kills. Enter with the 12th pick in the 2020 draft. You know, the guy that me, you know, me and Mojo had clamored for. Henry Ruggs III, wide receiver, Bama. Now, Ruggs are being used as he was intended to be used, you know, not just a decoy for Chucky, but thanks to Greg Olson, you know, he almost single-handedly helped us forget about Chucky. I mean, the way he's utilizing all the, you know, all our weapons in a balanced fashion, hey, kudos to him. DC4 managed to shake off his, you know, his two-game funk, honestly. After watching Aaron Rodgers, you know, own the Bears once again, you know, is all the more reason that that loss to the Bears was unacceptable. Glad to see the professional, you know, professionalism's back in the mix. Now, great to see the Condor getting three sacks. I'm a Kwiatkowski dude. Perriman is, you know, leading the league in NFL, you know, in tackles. You know, he's getting me to pipe down. Now, die, Eagles die. Even though my Neo, Jalen Hurts, new Q, is at quarterback, they got to go down. You know, I'm stoked that we ain't Desmond Trufant, and I'm looking forward to, you know, offensive lineman DJ Fluker getting in the fold as well. Silver linings. Ramon, the mean king. He suffered um, a COVID-related stroke last week, you know, Monday before last. And I'm pleased to report that, you know, the former Marine has managed to kick death in the ass. Now, the commandant saw his death papers and summarily denied the request. He's going to live to see another day, and he's gaining ground day by day, and he has another procedure tomorrow. The hit list. Cleve Furl, DJ Hayden, Raiders fans who said Al wouldn't stand for Chucky's fire and not knowing the meanings of what Al has constructed and Raider Nation. Jim Rome, Mike Wilbon, and of course, as usual, Mike Dicker. Have a safe trip, boys. Ruth. Appreciate you, Capo. Thank you, Capo. Absolutely. Appreciate that. And uh, and yeah, we're uh, we're definitely thinking about Ramon. Love you, brother, and, and uh, get well soon. All right, uh, let's jump into the rest of the calls here, and let's hear from our g- a good friend in Houston. We call him the Houstonian. It is Houston Raiders Steve. Murph, Mosh, Swag Jeff, Nation. This is dedicated to John Elway. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course, that is, of course, the rest of the horse is a famous Mr. Ed. Go right to the source and ask the horse, he'll give you the answer that you'll endorse. He's always on a steady course. Talk to Mr. Ed. This is dedicated to all the people that are Bronco fans that have given me crap for years. Let me ride that donkey, donkey. 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 Please, please, please. Hey, this is dedicated to Mike Shanahan, or as we call Mike Shanarat, Beaver Face Boy. Hey, how do you like those Raiders? We're back, baby. You had a Texas-sized butt kicking in your own stadium. Even the barrel man would be putting on clothes after that game. Man, creamsicle jerseys. Uh, Atwater had to watch that horse race Elway. All I can say is the Raiders are back, baby. The Raiders are free, free at last. What a great team effort. All I can say is the Raiders are back, baby. Max Crosby, the way that defense played. Derek Carr, Ruggs, Edwards, Drake. Great team win up in Bronco land. Talk to Mr. Ed. Goodbye. And so Houston Raiders team is the best. I love it when he when he puts an exclamation point on his calls. Yeah. So he called there, there's an well and there's an epilogue to this one. Oh. Murph Mosh, Swag Nation. <laughs> Swag Nation. Swag. Any Raider Nation. Houston Raider Steve, I was just gonna say that effort by the Denver team yesterday in Donkeyland, with the big barn up there in the in the Midwest or the West, it was incomplete. 
Get rid of all that horse crap that was in that barn that they call it Invesco Field. All I can say is the Raiders are back, baby. Goodbye. Oh, my gosh. Nothing is more annoying That's than that worst. incomplete chant that happens in Mile High. Ugh. I'm glad I only, because I only typically will only watch one home Broncos game a year. Because that one, that one, <laughs> the one where the Raiders are playing at it. But when they're in the playoffs and stuff, you know, you're like, ugh, I just, I can't stand. It. It's annoying. All right, uh, next up, let's get to our buddy Dave in the three three zero. What's up, Murph, Mosh, Swaggy J Nation? It's Dave out in Ohio. Uh, rough week, nice win, nice win. I'm feeling this team still. I'm not gonna let it get me down. I'll tell you how I cope with things. I, uh, I don't get much into social media. I do a little bit on YouTube, and that's about it for my social media. But I just, when I get it down, got stuff going around me, I get that angry rap playing, like some old 90s rap. I go into DMX. I went into, let's see, uh, Brother Lynch Hung, some X-rated. I'd normally get into some old Tech 9, but you know what? Fuck KC, so he wasn't in my playlist this last week. But, you know, that's all past us. We came out with a W. Our new head coach is undefeated. I mean, he's undefeated, baby. Let's go. So I'm so high on this team. I just went in. I ordered myself a Ford Maverick yesterday. Hopefully I get that before the end of 2022. In honor of our great Al Davis and because I needed a new truck, and that little truck gets like 40 miles per gallon in the city. So that's what I'm going with. But let's go, baby. Let's win. All right, there's Dave in the 330. Congratulations on the new ride, man. Uh, I love the reason for it, the Maverick. Uh, okay, next up, let's get to our uh, the Made Twins, uh, our good buddies out there in Fremont, California. The Mangus Brothers, we call them the main guy. You good, bro? Yeah, well, good. Hi. You know, we have to take care of one thing. After Donkey Week, after beating the Broncos, please, oh, oh please, oh, oh please. Let me ride that donkey, donkey. 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 Fuck the Bronco. Yeah, you heard it first, Dembo. Oh, what's the matter? Let that one slip in there. You thought Jericho was scared of the pressure? You think we're scared of Bob Mello and his little tiny walk-off trying to get to Jericho? Yeah, that's right. You know, you should be afraid of. It's number 98, and his name is Mad. Mad! That's right. Everybody who doubted <laughs> us, and here's to all the haters who doubted us. If you don't like that the Raiders are 4 and 2, we got two words for ya! Suck it! <laughs> Let's go, Mangus Twins. Nice job, boys. All right, keep those calls coming, man. You guys crack us up, man. We love it. All right, next up, let's get to uh, the northernmost Raider fan. He has killed Jadis up there in Alaska. Hey, that donkey, donkey. <laughs> that donkey, donkey. donkey, donkey. Oh, yeah. A bounce back victory. Broncos are still in the stable. It's currently unable to run the table against the silver black William Abel. Yeah. Well, this was a statement victory. At least we won. Oh, come on. Are you still boned about Gruden? Yeah. Well, forget about it, Gil Jadis. We have the Sashio now. Don't you like him? 
no, I like him. I liked him the moment he did his first presser. It's just, well, get excited. We're still on track to win it all. Ravens did their job, and we did ours by taking ours first and excited the fucking Broncos. And we still were able to hold on for the full eight seconds. Yeah. Defense lassoed in turnovers. We hogged identity multiple times. And Carl was the fastest and best gun in the whole corral. Yeah. Well, I get your point, Pilgrim. But <laughs> the Broncos weren't as spirited as we thought. It was an ass-kicking, literally. But we still have a lot of football to play. One kink I found, though, is that we didn't capitalize on our turnovers. We had all those turnovers. I think we only scored one of them. We can't be doing that. Apple speeches, cherries. It don't matter what kind of turnovers we get. As long as we get them, you'll be happy about that. Yeah, but what good is a turnover if you can't eat it? Don't be stubborn like a donkey on this. Speaking of donkeys, I was wondering if we could do an interview for this phone call. We don't have time for an interview. You should have called. You should have told me ahead of time. So who who do you want to do an interview with? Q Dog, Biggie, Big Easy, uh, Aussie Raider, or Paul? 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 Oh, none of them. Although it would be cool to interview Paul. Paul? 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 So then, <laughs> who are you? Who's going to be your? Are you kidding me? Another one? Where did you find these things? He's our new donkey. His name is Shannon Short. We can't have a donkey in our apartment. That's it. I'm getting the gun. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. It's special. It can even talk. It can talk? I'll show you. Shannon Short. Say hi to Coach Aiden. Skip. Did, did it just say skip? Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Yep. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> a talking donkey. Oh, what do you think? Oh, this is going to be stupid. <laughs> All right. So if you're you're keeping score at home, uh, that's a okay, that's Raider Macho Savage or Macho Man Raider Savage, and uh, he brought a donkey over to kill Jadis's house. Uh, earlier in the year, right. and the donkey's name was John Elway, right. and Kiljadis got so mad, he shot and killed him. the donkey. So now the second donkey is Shannon Sharp, and now <laughs> it cracks me up, man. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like a run, it's like a series now. I kept waiting for him to shoot him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's coming. I wonder, oh, yeah. I'm sure there's a creative way he's going to kill this one. All right, next up, let's get to our buddy. <laughs> Uh, here come the creative calls. Uh, this is the Raider Karaoke Kid. After a brief absence, this is the Raider Karaoke Kid, and we are back. Now the season has been on my mind. All the time, Coach Visaccia. Uh-huh. <laughs> Now no one even knows his name, <laughs> but he leads the Raiders just the same. Coach Bisaccia. Uh-huh. Oh, out of the shadows he leads the way. The team's gaining confidence every day. He's what we need to guide this ship. Making our way 
sort of playoff trip. Coach Bisaccia, he'll lead the way. Ah, Coach Bisaccia. Welcome to the Raider Nation, Coach Rich. We're right behind you. This is the Raider Karaoke Kid reminding you to say the name Coach Bisaccia. <laughs> It ends like that. That's it. There you go, Raider Karaoke Kid. You know what I respect about that call, Mosh? Tell me. Commitment. If you're going to do do it, it, just do it. Just dang do it, man. Right on. I appreciate you, Raider Karaoke Kid. All right, one more for you. This is, uh, you, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, have, a, have a vote in this, but uh, this is one of my favorites of this week, and they're, they're all great, but this is one of my favorites. Uh, and I think it's because, I hope we don't get in trouble with YouTube or iTunes or anything, because the background music here is like, the doors were pretty much the soundtrack of my youth, because right, that's all right, my dad right, used to play all the right. time. And uh, he's got the changeling rocking no. in the back. It's pretty cool, man. So let's check in with uh. Raider Born Rico. Hey guys, Raider Born Rico here. So... When I was saying to you, when I was saying to you, like last year, that we had a team with a lot of potential but wasted. I was saying to you that John is our weakest link. I was saying to you, criticizing the guy and his play calling. Say to you, even joking, John, you got to step aside, step aside, let the guys enjoy the football game without you. I would say, go play the, the slot machine. I was joking, but. That's what I meant all the time because John was pushing the brakes of this team. We were in a toxic relationship with him. He was pushing the brake because of his insecurities, of his stubbornness. He couldn't deliver the plan, but he had a great idea. Do not get fooled. He got a great idea, put together a lot of pieces. He made mistake, he overcame with it. He just couldn't deliver the plan because of his position in the new football era that is not meant for men like him. That's why he couldn't deliver the plan. And as life is a bittersweet symphony, he got to step away from the game to make the plan happen. Because what we saw Sunday, that wasn't Rich Bizaccia. That was John's plan with Rich Bizaccia, Tom Cable, Olsen, Marinelli, Gus Bradley. I even saw John Gruden's son over there working toe-to-toe with all these people, delivering the plan, make it work, do the, doing their job, doing what they've been doing for all these years, for what they believe in all these years. So great win, a great compliment to everybody. We, we win in a great fashion because we stick to the plan and we make it finally happen because we meant for this good type of football, this commitment to excellence. So let's go, let's beat the bird, let's keep pounding, let's play football like that week after week. I want to say something else. I heard in these days, I heard in the last weeks, our offensive line is trash. Alex Leatherwood is not the right pick. He's a bust. Well, listen, go back in time. Think about when you were 20 years old and look what you are now. And 
look at what you've been learning from when you were 20 years old till now because this guy is in, is in his rookie year he gonna learn he got a great coach like Cable next to him and he gonna show everybody he got a lot, a lot of art he got a lot of physique too and he gonna show to everybody who he really is and I told you several times and I'm gonna repeat you again in case you missed it <laughs> he is the Pensacola Chainsaw Massacre Alex Leatherface Leatherwood Let's so go. hands off my man when you're talking about him <laughs> we'll show you who he really is with all that say I love you guys cheers to everybody and I'm out Oh, oh man, so we love good. you too, Rico. Good job, great Rico. job, Rico. Love it, man. Love it. All right, Uncle Mosh, this ninety-minute show is right at two hours. <clears throat> Who do we got for the sizzler? <clears throat> Excuse me, man. Okay, so we started off. Uh, we uh, we started off our emails. Erica killed us first time awesome. email. It was fantastic. Followed up by Frank from NorCal Raider Chemist PDX Raider Jesus Alvarez. Sent us the picture. Talked. Had a great email. Uh, at Tyrone Grove, Tyrone Groves, Tyrone Graves, and Paul. All Paul? on all, Paul. Paul. All on emails. And then Capo. Capo kicked us off. He had a uh, he had a, a great update on the game, and of course, and and on Ramon, and we appreciate that. Houston Raiders. Steve, the Houstonian, sang. Tonight, twice, Mr. Ed theme song, and let me ride that donkey, donkey. And, of course, ended it all with the Raiders are back and and then called in with his epilogue. I loved it. Dave in the 330 celebrated a win. I love it by buying a new truck. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. can celebrate with us anytime he wants. <laughs> yeah. The man guy sung, let me ride that donkey, donkey, song number two yeah. for the night. Let me ride that donkey, donkey. And then – uh Kill Jadis followed it up. Song number three, the third time we heard "Let Me Ride That Donkey Donkey." I love the the turnover joke with with the oh, you know that yeah, was that yeah. was genius. Thank you guys for that, and of course the talking donkey. Raider karaoke kid, Coach Basaccia song. It was hilarious. It was great. And then Rico comes in with the "I Told You So" call. Oh man! And you know the changeling in the back, Ray's with his organ playing you know the oh. keyboard at the beginning of that is beautiful it's so good um la woman right wasn't it That's on, on la, LA woman? woman yeah, 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 yeah. and yeah. it was and uh it was it was actually released on the b side of something i can't remember the what changeling it, was yeah oh okay yeah, i didn't uh, know that i'll have to look it up on on wikipedia but it was actually a b-sided song and oh you no know, kidding yeah, but it was it was phenomenal oh, cool but tonight Brrr. paul i hope you're listening paul Paul? I am the Sizzler. 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 Tonight we've got a double bubble. Oh, I love these. We've got a voicemail Sizzler and an email Sizzler. Nice. In our voicemails. I told you so, said Rico. Let's go, Rico. Rico nailed it. He said, let the boys play the ball. Let's go. Give them the ball. You've trained them. You've taught them. I've been telling you, let the boys play. Yeah, Rico. And you had the background, and it was amazing. And then our other winner came from the emails because we had so many. And it finished with, from the fans in the stands to the millions back at home who will be screaming at their TVs, at their tablets, and their phones. Basaccia will get us pumped up. Veins throbbed out in our necks like Goldberg 
after a victory, we'll simply say who's next. Tyrone. Let's go, Tyrone Gray's. Nice. We had a done. double bubble. I am the Sizzler. 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 We are Metallica and we are here for your Oakland Raiders. You know why we are here. And we ain't playing around today. From the Walking Dead to Errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. All right, Raider Nation, we appreciate you so very, very much for joining us here. Uh, Chat room, I hope everybody is doing well. We will see you in a couple weeks. Uh, Check us out on the YouTubes this weekend. We're going to be all over the darn place. That is youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Look for us uh, doing our thing with the the Bolitnikov Foundation and our good buddy Raider Cody. We appreciate you all so very, very much for checking us out. Also, don't forget on that podcast service, uh, just look for us, Raiders Fan Radio. And if you are on the YouTube, hit the thumbs up, put a comment in there, and uh, and we appreciate that support so very, very much. Thanks to all the amazing callers and emailers tonight. We love you guys. Ramon, get well soon, my friend. Get well, Ramon. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, everybody. For our missing in action buddy, Swaggy J, who's already down there warming up the crap table for us. Nice. You got you got your old Uncle Mosh here, my buddy, my little nephew Murph over there to my left. You've been listening today to Raiders Fan Radio, where we took a lighter side journey into the dark side. Remember, nation, what happens in Vegas started in Oakland. Good night, everybody. Adios, malingerer. Drive safe. Good night, YouTube. Good night, YouTube. Be good out there. Get your shots. Wear your mask. God bless.